Hello and welcome back to Off the Water, the podcast brought to you from the national governing body, RY Scotland. I'm Nikki Stewart and it's great to be back again for the second season of our podcast, where we hope to connect with the boating community and talk about a range of different topics. My co-host Jack is back hosting with me this week and we're looking at an area of which we are both extremely passionate about and one that our sport organisations and activities rely upon volunteers. Hello, I'm Jack Mitchell and I'm over the moon to be back on the podcast for 2021. Yes, volunteering is close to my heart and I'm looking forward to sharing an interview which gets to the heart of why we volunteer and to have an engaging conversation about the ethoses and the cultures of volunteering. We are fortunate uh, as we have a volunteer run board within our East Scotland uh, and with one person in particular who works in the volunteer sector uh, and has agreed to share their experiences and thoughts on volunteering. Well, Jack, I'm really hoping we can tug on those heartstrings for volunteering and tap you up for getting involved in the podcast in the future, because this is uh, unfortunately this is your last podcast as an RDO for RY Scotland. Yes, you are right, Nikki. Uh, this is my last podcast as an RDO. Bit of sad times, but it, it sort of makes me look back a little bit and reflect on on the last twelve months of really what we've done with this podcast. And it's been a it's been an amazing journey. We have had some amazing conversations. Um, but looking forward, I'm delighted to be asked back as a, as a volunteer and, uh, in Mark's words, that roaming reporter uh, and picking up some of those amazing conversations in the future. I'm looking forward to get to get a glimpse of maybe a slightly different part of the community uh, south of the border. This pod is aimed at raising the conversation of volunteering to support the clubs looking for advice and showcase the endless impact volunteering has on our community and the people involved. For me personally, I've been a volunteer in a number of forms for the last 10 years, and it's with no doubt that I have developed as a person and developed my career through the opportunities that I've got through volunteer organisations. I'm hoping today's conversation with Helen will we'll talk a little bit about the culture and the why we do uh, volunteering and to reflect on potentially some of the changes that, society, that, that we've seen in society and how this has impacted volunteering in the future. Um, and we're going to leave, leave our listeners with a hopefully some tips and tools that they can try within their clubs. But this is just the start of our conversation and one of the first things we're doing to raise the awareness of volunteering and the support that is needed. So without further ado, I want to introduce Helen, uh, our guest today. Uh, welcome to the podcast. For Could you give us a, a wee bit of an introduction? My name's Helen Keenan. Uh, the reason why I'm here is that I am a fairly new addition to RYA Scotland. Uh, my role here is non-exec director with a particular responsibility for volunteering. So how did I get here? Having never been on a boat, um, uh, quite a surprise, or having never sailed, because it's not something that I've really done before. But I would like to. So any offers out there of take me out in a boat on a sunny day would be well received. Um, however, I have been working in communities for a long time, starting out having trained in musical theatre and nobody paid me to sing or dance, heading out to, to teach young people the, the dark arts, increasing confidence and all that sort of stuff. So kind of fell into youth work and spent 
20 odd years in youth work, uh, working with the Duke of Edinburgh's award, uh, Prince's Trust, uh, spending some time overseas with people like Rally International, and most recently have been head of volunteering at Marie Curie. So in terms of responsibility, I'm looking after a, a, an operation of about 14,000 volunteers, um, increasing to anything up to 30 throughout the year, depending on our kind of collection times and campaigns. Um, so that's an operational responsibility and also involved in the strategic development around and, and, and innovation, development, uh, programming, frameworks, strategy, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I also support um, some other organisations externally with all things volunteering. Um, as, a, as a person, I've been volunteering pretty much all my life. Uh, I think like most people, you kind of get forced into it at some point and then recognise the absolute joy that that brings. And I would say that one of the things that I love about volunteering is that I can look back and certainly say there's certain points in my life where it was volunteering that was the catalyst for something or, um, you know, there's been some real life changing moments in terms of my my own volunteering. We'll maybe talk about them um, as we go along, but I'm, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Opening the conversation about volunteering at the, at the RYA, I think it's really important. We have some brilliant pockets of volunteering that's going on, you know, the, the, the clubs standing alone um, and, and doing their thing. I think we've got an opportunity at the, at the RYA to present a a really robust framework that will support people, that will help share best practice, um, and hopefully we can guide and support you um, along the way over the coming years. So thanks for having me. Thank you very much for, for coming and joining us. I'm really excited about kind of exploring this topic. Like both of you guys, I've had quite a lot of experience as a volunteer, still volunteer, and I love doing it. It's really, really important. So I wanted to kick off the conversation and start off with question. Why do people connect with volunteering? Uh, why do people connect with volunteering? It, it's a good question and actually there's not one answer or there's not an easy answer to that. Um, I think volunteering is very personal to people. Some people want to give back to the community. Some people want to do something to increase their skill set. Some people um, want to participate in something that, that brings them uh, a great deal of joy uh, and doesn't exist as a profession perhaps and um, some people see it as a hobby a way to socialize you know there's a, there's a million reasons why people would volunteer these days when it comes to organizations and volunteering for them I think it's because people have got a personal connection in, in my experience uh, working alongside colleagues and volunteers at the RYA it's because uh, they're really passionate about quite often the, their hobby and what they want to see is either an opportunity for um, the wider community to get involved, they want to share their passion and their hobby, um, they, they've really enjoyed it and perhaps their kids are doing it now or they just want to encourage other people to get involved, to, to, to have a wee shot of it. You know, I've, I've been uh, had a great day out. At, what, what's the try a boat day called? That's terrible, isn't it, that I don't know that. Have a go. <laughs> Get on a boat, sail today. What's it called? Try Skip sailing. Try oh, sailing. Is it just is it try or is it discover? Oh no, it keeps changing name. <laughs> the new name as of uh, last year was discover sailing. But push the boat out or discover sailing. Push the boat out. That's it. So I have been, uh, I, I had a great day out uh, down near Berwick, I pushed the boat out and had an opportunity, I took my gran and everything, she's 90, my parents come down for the day, um, 
And what I seen in absolute uh, going full pelt there was the the energy and passion of volunteers and the people that were driving that. You know, there's there's no really kind of paid staff around there. So the, the cafe was open and they were chatting to people. They wanted to share their passion for what it was like to be on the water, what it brought to them. I spoke to some of the young people there who were volunteer instructors at the club as well. So it wasn't necessarily that they were going to make a life's career out of uh, sailing instructing or that they were going to be professional sailors themselves but it was something that they really enjoyed as a hobby and what they seen was some of the transferable skills as well so seeing that you know they were thinking about their university applications already or they were thinking about the profession that they wanted to carry out and those kind of the the transferable skills that they recognized around you know kind of leadership and teamwork and all these qualities um that make you kind of job ready were, were, were things that they seen um very clearly in the work and the volunteering that they were doing so that was a brilliant thing as well Di- different strokes for different folks um i suppose is the is the answer to that um, and that we just need to be aware of that and actually we need to be aware of that there's lots of people who would love to volunteer for the IRYA but don't necessarily have a connection to to the water who might have skills and qualities i, I mean a bit a bit like myself you know i've got a quite a diverse and broad background um, professionally but never been in a boat but you know it could still bring you know lots of stuff to to the table so you know casting that net a wee bit wider for people in the community and I think a good example of that is um, like club boards you know you can bet your bottom dollar most people don't want to be the treasurer most people can't be bothered being the secretary, but we know they're really important roles. So there are other people out there in your community who have got um, the time and the skills to share with you who would want to participate in a wider community activity who, who could bring that to the table. So just thinking about, you know, how, how you increase participation, how you um, get into the heart of communities and not everybody has to be on a boat to do that. I think that I think that they're really amazing messages, especially that, that last one around almost a, it's your turn mentality and on a board level to do the, the the chairperson's role or the treasurer's role or, or whatever role that may be and and I think thinking differently about volunteering is that that skill skill set versus uh, versus the person how can we find the right skill set for the right job I think within within our clubs and our volunteering setup there's quite a, a there's a bit of a historical setup of volunteering as in you know you've got to do it it's it's your turn it's it's a duty almost and i suppose what can be gained from from clubs thinking about that connection a bit more to 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 the people or to why people want to volunteer i mean think thinking about it a wee bit differently in the context that we've just laid out um allows different people with different skill sets to come and offer their time, their voice and their expertise to something that that, that you really enjoy. They might offer some constructive challenge, they might offer uh, innovative practice, they might see you streamlining process, um, they, you know, there's there's loads of stuff that people can contribute. Um, I'll give you an example, so you know, Marie Curie's my my full-time job and one of the, the, the principles that I'm bringing to, to Marie Curie is around skills sharing and it leads into a bit around micro-volunteering as well. And particularly through the pandemic, what we've seen is that people still want to give their time and their skills, but maybe from the desk or from at home or whatever, and thinking about the different opportunities that exist, particularly around about skills sharing. So uh, we've been working with a, a number of organisations where people who don't have a direct 
interest in Marie Curie or don't have a connection to the cause could still share their skills on a micro level that would support perhaps their personal or professional development, but also would further the cause at Marie Curie. So there's maybe something around the principles of that and embedding it within um, RYA that people, and also planning for, I think traditionally volunteering has been that, you know, Sandra turns up on a Tuesday and we know that. Sandra's never missed a Tuesday in the last 15 years, so we know we've got that covered. You know, and actually, if we plan and prepare for my, micro-volunteering, and particularly around about young people, and looking at your um, your kind of talent pipeline and people that are going to take that on and who are going to become passionate and embedded within the organisation, then kind of micro-volunteering and planning for that's uh, the way to go and looking at the different skills that you can bring in. So they're all kind of they're all kind of connected in a way, but it's it's definitely a different, it's, it's breaking out from that traditional that everybody has a turn and it's got to be on a certain day. And it's got, you know, some things do need to be in a certain day, a certain time to get a committee together to, to talk about things that are important and make decisions and stuff like that. But some things don't. And I think what we should be asking um, when it comes to volunteering is why do we do it that way? And if the conclusion is that it's really important that we do it that way, and that's the most efficient way and effective way to do it, then absolutely leave it as it is. But ask the question, and if the then if the answer ends up being something that becomes more effective, more efficient, more innovative, um, then you've won a watch, really, haven't you? So it's just thinking about things differently, asking the question why. If it's right, if it's right, great. If it's not. That's also fine. Um, and I think when you add question around about diversity and diversity of thought as well um, within clubs, and we all know that um, clubs, regardless where they are, can be quite close shops sometimes because it's people who have got a particular interest in a particular thing. And it's quite hard uh, to look outside that. So I think there's an opportunity to look beyond and it's always good to have that um, critical challenge, a critical friend there to kind of show you. I think one of the the things around about engagement and, you know, the RYA is very clearly not a very diverse organisation, but it's got the potential to be, you know, but it's asking those questions and reaching out into communities to ask them, would you be interested? Is there, so, you know, what are the barriers to participating? And that's that's in the, the hobby or the sport um, and being on the water or it's uh, volunteering as well. One of the quickest ways to diversify an organisation is through volunteering um, as well. So reaching out into communities, understanding what their motivations might be, why they might want to get into, why they might want to volunteer, but also as an organisation, what we're able to give them back. As well, so that's that's probably another conversation, another question about what you know reward recognition looks like within volunteering. Amazing, Helen. Some of your thoughts are, or all of your thoughts, are really resonate with with some of the work that we've been doing in the background that around our volunteer framework, and you know, it is some really key messages that di that diversity of thought, that connecting a bit wider out with your community and, and looking for those partnerships. And I'd love to explore maybe another time that micro uh, volunteering. That sounds that sounds fascinating and right up where our, our sort of community can benefit with that. And that sort of links to some of my own own experiences. I want to, I suppose, take a, a step back a little bit and, and try and help our listeners uh, think a little bit wider and broader or differently around volunteering. Um, so has there been a shift in society? Has there been something changed in society where it's gone from being potentially an old way of looking at volunteering to something new or 
or you know why is it so accepted in society now and, and i suppose why do you think our boating community isn't quite necessarily caught up yet okay so there is a societal shift because um, people want to see an impact that they're making. People want to see that. Well, there's two things. Some people really want to resonate with a cause when they're volunteering, and it's something with the something that's impacted their own life. So they work on behalf of a local hospice or a um, a cancer charity or something like that, and they see the impact and they know that they want to make it better um, for for other people. I think one of the barriers that the RYA have is definitely the stereotype of who who is the the, that sails, who's got the opportunity to sail, and maybe a bit about the accessibility of, of, of sailing um, as well. And it's not seen as... So, for example, I wouldn't get up in the morning and think, right, I want to volunteer my time as uh, an accountant. So I have skills and I've got a quality that I'd like to give. Is the RYA or a local sailing club the first place that I would think about to be able to do that? Probably not. Because you don't see, so somebody who's not involved in the community doesn't see the, the benefit of that. So I think, you know, the, the RYA and people who are involved in boating that have some work to do to communicate that to, to, to a wider audience about what that means, but also not just communicate it to a wider audience. I actually have a real good think about what the, the impact of sailing can be to local communities, to young people, you know, what, what does participation look like? And we know that that's changing and we know that that's happening and we know that there's loads of great work going on to engage the wider community, to engage young people, to think about what the pipeline looks a wee bit differently. But that's not necessarily getting through to, I mean, every organisation's got the, get the challenge of shouting into an echo chamber. Right. And it would be great if we knew that today on the water was listened to by RYA members and people that go in boats and people who love it and people who see it as a, a hobby or a profession or, you know, it's a, a goal that they're working towards competitively. But how far out does this conversation actually go when we're talking about the, the sailing community? How do we engage people? Because I, I think it was a massive surprise to me when I joined the organisation about the types of initiatives that were happening um, particularly with with young people about you know if you can take young people for drum chapel out to Greenock for the day and get them on a boat we don't know if Jimmy can sail we don't know if he could be an Olympic champion because he's not got access to a boat there's not just you know it's not like a karate club where you turn up in your shorts and t-shirt you know but it's it, it, there's also the stereotype round about it's, it's no for Jimmy you know, Jimmy wouldn't see himself in that club. He doesn't hear a voice that sounds like his. He doesn't see a person who works like his dad. There's no, there's no necessarily um, John the plumber. You know, and, and there probably is though, because actually there probably is more diversity than we talk about within the sailing community. So I think it's about getting those relatable voices out there to say you know that this is something for everybody i think there's something about raising the the profile of young people of disability sailing of you know these things that do benefit people you know and it might be transferable skills for young people the the opportunity for people with disabilities to get involved and then people see themselves more in an organization and maybe more willing to put the time and the effort and uh, to the betterment of that because they see the outcome and the impact no i think i think that's that's you're so right there on on this change where actually society now has seen volunteering as as, va as valuable and 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 maybe our organisation uh, as in our community uh, as as well as our organisation has got work to do to help 
bring that into the to i suppose this this modern society and and you, you know you you touched on some amazing i suppose points there of people want to feel connected and see themselves in an organization and i think that absolutely links links to the retention of volunteers you know i can reflect on myself there and go what well, you know I, i'd still volunteer for an organization that i may haven't had a connection with in the last sort of 12 months but but i can, can see myself in that organization still you know i can see the impact that that i'm having and or that i want to have more importantly sorry conversely that i am the type of person actually if you got me engaged i'd probably really enjoy sailing right and if i enjoy something everybody knows about it you know you get passionate about something you talk about it and and if, if there was more people like me who were sailing and talking passionately about it and more people who had a, a, a community engagement background who you know were thinking about ways to do this and, and more we people could see people like me in a boat and the offense shack less people like you in a boat you know because that's who we, we expect you to be in a boat you should be that and your cricket and all sorts <laughs> all, all these other things you know we need we need helen for wishy in a boat and whether that's at strathclyde park or she's got the opportunity to to go out to the east to the west coast or, or, or whatever that is um to, to 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 do a bit of quality sailing and explore the water and and, and know what that because there's something about and, and i haven't done it yet and I already feel like I could really enjoy it. You know, there's the, the the fact that you could you could learn something new. There's a bit of freedom in it. It's an activity. It gets you connected to people. There's a social part of it. And I think we need to explore all of those things and all of those motivations for volunteers um, as well. You know, the, the, there's going to be different reasons why you come to the organisation. Yeah, so we talked quite a lot there about stereotypes and how that's a massive barrier to people engaging within our sport generally and, well, participating and also with volunteering. But what other barriers are there for volunteers? Hey, time commitments. One of them, for, for want of a better expression, uh, penetrating a closed shop, perhaps, I think. And, and this isn't always... Uh, it, it can be about perception. So what you'll often have at clubs and very local place-based run activity is there will be a few people who are doing a lot of things and I don't know if you've ever um, worked with the analogy of about trying to drag a square stone up a hill and the volunteers are the people round about who are saying I could chip it away your, your square stone and we could try and round it off a bit and help but there's two or three people who are just so bogged down in it who are like no and i need to do this and i need to do that and i've still got the tea to do and we've got the kids clubs to run and we've got the committee meetings coming up and we've got building works to do and we've got um fundraising to do and we've got this that and the next thing and they become engrossed in it and find it very and quite rightly so it's hard to lift your head from that uh, it's hard to lift your head from that when there's a culture of it you know, there's an expectation for you to do it that you feel an obligation like you said, Jack, because it's your turn, you know, and, and there's lots of people out there who probably would want to help, but don't feel they can because individuals have been assigned that role already. Or, and I keep using the name Sandra. Sandra does all that. That's Sandra's job. Sandra's probably screaming out for a bit of help and might not know how to do that either. So I think there's there's a couple of barriers in that we need to be really honest as volunteers when things are too much. And then we need to explore within a current volunteer pool about how that load can be lightened, you know, and you, you share that load. And then the other bit is about recognising where the skills gaps are. So if you can recognise where the skills gaps are, 
So, for example, if it was my turn to be the treasurer on a board, oh, gee whiz, it would be an absolute nightmare. Numbers are not my thing, right? So I'd be stressed out my box. It would take me ages to do. The accounts wouldn't be up to date, da-da-da-da-da, right? But there's a skills gap within the club. So that's when you start need to reach out. And it might be to the current current people there it could be to a mum or dad who's bringing their kids along but you know that they work in finance it could be casting that net a wee bit wider into your local volunteer forum and just saying do you know what it takes Helen forever to do her books could an accountant come along you know once a month and and it could be that you support Helen in that role it doesn't even need to be that they do the books it could be could they find a more efficient way to support Helen the treasurer to do her role properly and it's just about lightening the load thinking a wee bit differently there's a micro micro volunteering opportunity for somebody who comes and does a bit of mentoring you know as opposed to doing the job for you so they don't need to commit to you know monthly meetings or whatever it's a, a 15 minute phone call to make sure that you know the bottom lines there and 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 the books are balanced at the end of the month or i can't balance these can you look for any you know and it, that's it's, it's, it's a really practical example but it's a way of um reaching out so there's a bit about doing that and these sound like hard things to do but they're not like a needs analysis of your organization you know what do you need so year on year what do you need and what's your resourcing and if you can identify that then you can start putting an action plan together to think about who's going to carry that out what's what's the most important things what do we definitely need what can we do without who's round about us who can do that internally because that's always a great pool to fish from is people who are already there and who are already committed but then also if you recognize a skills gap within that needs analysis you could reach out and say do you know what these are the places where we really need help but also speak to those communities to say if you helped us here's the real impact that you would be making on the young people that uh, come along to this club to the disabled tailors to part of the community you know blah 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 so again it's just thinking about it a wee bit differently oh that's that 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 last bit really really resonates with me that that you know helping them see how they connect to the wider impact how doing the helping do the accounts does have an effect on 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 you know whether the junior sailors can go out and you know have a great session and i think that full connection is so so important we do it in our professional lives in my professional life and you know i sit down with nikki and we understand how my work helps her and her work helps mine and and actually doing that on a volunteer basis i think helps people understand and and link to that cause the cause and the bigger impact that you mentioned earlier on in the conversation but also so, i think there's a bit about the and you might be leading on to this just now about how because we can chat about this this is great chat 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 and these things happen wouldn't it be great if you done this that the next thing but actually people are sometimes so swamped with what they're doing and we get we've still got the square stone here is about where do you start with this and i think that's where the real value of the volunteer framework will come in and, and, and there's stuff that's coming up i think sometimes people need interestingly what i found out in my many years of working with volunteers is sometimes people just hate applying like kind of business strategy and analysis and all that sort of stuff to volunteering because they, they feel that it takes maybe the fun and the joy out of it and it should be it should be a wee bit easier but actually quite a lot of times in the clubs you're going to have lots of people around about who are you know delivering on massive strategies within their professional life you know, get them involved 
and, and again, some of this goes back to that kind of micro volunteering. People can dip in and dip out. So if you as a board need to create a new strategy, it might be a new youth strategy, or it might be a fundraising strategy, pull in people for, you know, particular sessions. But going back to the bit round about um, the framework, sometimes people just need to express permission to do things a wee bit differently. And a framework will often provide that. Oh, I've been thinking that for years, but here's the RYA presenting us with something that we can hang our hat on you know, to say, you know, we can change, we can do things differently and not everything has to be done the way it can be. I think also um, the, the the number of engagement sessions that will be laid out in the coming year as well to get people talking about it, to de demystify some of it, to debunk it, to put in, some, you know, a robust framework, but also some great ideas about how you implement that and some support to implement that. You know, we've got, you know, brilliant development officers who, who can come out and, and share their feelings, their expertise, get to know your organisation a wee bit better and help plan better for the future. So I think that's a that's a really good starting point. But I also think that uh, we need to reach out to volunteers to make sure that the, the framework's what they need, you know, and do a wee bit of consultation around about there. Because for me, it's an absolutely brilliant starter for 10, but we need to get people engaged in it and we need to get people thinking that wee bit differently. And we need to get people sharing their experiences and that's uh, the challenges and their successes. Um, identifying those pockets of, of best practice that are out there and, and, and taking people along in the journey with them. We know that things can be easier and more effective and more efficient, but we need to support people to do that. I think saying that it can be done um, is one thing, putting that real support in to, to make it happen um, is the other. And, and some, of that, some of that supporting around ideas, some of that's really practical support and some of it's sharing best practice. Completely agree. And you mentioned the, the framework there. And we'll, we'll, I'll touch on that uh, uh, a little bit in a, in a, in a minute. I want to come to my so a bit of a last last question, really. And, and a lot of questions we get from our community and, and especially telling them that we're going to do a podcast around volunteering is like, um, how do we attract more people? And, and I suppose I wanted just to pick your brains, Billy. What can we leave our listeners with today um, that will give them just a bit of inspiration around attracting more more people? I think from, and this is, a, this is very personal to me in my perception of are we from the inside and the outside, we need to tell more, we need to tell people more than just about boats. We need to talk about the community aspect and the impact that that has, that if there's shared facilities that, that clubs and communities use, that that's available. You know, how do you get people involved? You make, you make them feel welcome. Um, is one thing you reach out to them you know people are not going to come to boats we know we know that because it's been you know kind of decreasing volunteers decreasing all that so they're not coming to us so we need to go to them and we need to tell them not only about the amazing experience of being in a boat and sailing um, and what that can do but also that it's just it's it's a wider community asset and I think that's that that's one of the things that need to be explored. That people can talk about, you know, the unique selling points within the the, the communities, and that might be a, a a community hub where more could happen. You know, is that club hut only open two nights a week? Could the scouts be using it? Could you know, you know, that those shared community assets? And how do you reach out into communities to make it worth their while to come and join your merry band because you think it's great? You know, you need to tell them about it. Uh, amazing, amazing uh, message to finish on. Thank you very much, Helen. I want to just suppose finish up and and talk a little bit about the volunteer framework and and 
this this volunteer framework is is as you mentioned, uh, Helen, is, is really a starting place for us to go. Look, we, we recognise volunteering as a key piece. It's been a key piece of part of our strategies for for a very long time. And I suppose this bit of work now is just a place where we can uh, take a bit of learning, take some shared experiences, and, and I suppose put something out there that's going to start the conversation on volunteering. And, and we hope from this framework that it does create more conversation and it creates a place where volunteering can be put as important in clubs and organizations as the activity that, that they deliver. So, so uh, for those that don't know any, anything about it, what it, what is it? Well, uh, over the next sort of six uh, to 12 months, you will see lots of uh, conversations coming out through our social media and on our, on our new digital platform that will give you a place to start when thinking about volunteering. And it's a framework that will allow you to reflect on your club's volunteering, a framework that will give you some uh, tools and some tips to think about what is it that you need from volunteering? Uh, what is it that you want in the future volunteering? Uh, and I'm just gonna urge, uh, urge everybody to suppose, get in touch with us, talk to us, uh, because over the next 12 months, what we want to do is raise the conversation uh, and, and this is the start of today. So thank you, Helen, for your time and, and your expertise. Uh, and hopefully this is the start of you being on our podcasts and, and not and not the only one because we want to hear more from you. So thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, Jack. Thanks very much for having me today. So I really enjoyed listening to that conversation with Helen and I think there's so many different areas that we can explore. What are your main takeaways from it and what are your hopes for volunteering? Sure, I, I, I agree, Nick, that conversation was great. And I think some of the sort of my reflections now are on, on something that Helen said, which is around diverse uh, of thinking. I think volunteering and certainly in our sector, but probably across all volunteering sectors, uh, you know, to bring in that diverse set of thinking into to our clubs and organisations could be could be brilliant and massive. And volunteering is just enabling that. Um, and I think if our clubs, you know, viewed the, sort of their volunteers as a way of doing that, bringing in different opinions, different thoughts and different ways of doing things, I think that could be a really good impact going forward. But I suppose my, my hopes with this as well is and, and my mind's starting to think about our own framework and some of the work that, that we've done in the last kind of two years three years really to raise the awareness of this conversation and, and my, my hopes are, are that we start to view volunteering differently and start to really look at the impact volunteering is is having on our people and our communities and just maybe look at well what what could it have in the future and and it and it comes back to uh, in our in our framework we talk about putting um, volunteering as important and the activities that we deliver and that's sort of a statement that really starts just to linger in, in my head and stay there and I think the conversation with Helen just really bring brings that out you, you know how, how about you Nikki? So I guess similar I'm really intrigued about the diversity and I think our our world's a better place when we've got more diverse range of ideas of thoughts of people and so I, I think my hope is to try and create that diversity. There are pockets that are very diverse. And I think there's there's a second element about highlighting the diversity that exists, but also helping that to nurture that to grow and to expand on. So for me, we talked quite a bit about stereotypes and what can we do to maybe break down some of those stereotypes? And we can highlight some of the case studies or, or stories from our community to help 
showcase the pathways that others can maybe come into our sport and open up the opportunities. I guess what my main hope that I want to work on over the next year is just highlighting the opportunities and highlighting the, the pathways into volunteering uh, within our, our sport. Volunteers have been very, very busy over, over the last year with, with, with COVID officers, with other uh, key volunteers within roles, trying to bring in the right guidance and make sure our boating activity is safe as possible. Please don't uh, forget that we have uh, updated guidance on our website and our, and our COVID uh, hub. Um, and we continue to make sure that our guidance and uh, key messages and support going out is as relevant as possible. So please touch base with our website uh, and failing that, please do get in touch with uh, sort of regional development uh, team. Thanks again for listening and please hit the subscribe button, give us a like or leave us a review. Stay safe.